Hello everybody and welcome to the Bias Today podcast. This is your host Ina and today we are going to talk about Valentine's Day. I do realize that it's a little, little bit late. I hope you all had a nice Valentine's Day. But here are some tips maybe for next year. Or if you're one of those people that doesn't celebrate Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day and you know who you are, then maybe this will help you tomorrow. So today, to talk about this very important topic, I have my friend here, Nancy, to talk to us about Hello. this. Hi, Nancy. Hi. Thank you for coming today. You're welcome. Is and who, who can't use relationship advice right? any day of the week, right? I think, I think we should record every of day of the yeah. week. <laughs> what I do for a living currently is I'm a family therapist. Um, I, I do some supervision and training for my full-time job, but, you know, I see couples in my private practice and individuals as well, so. So you got some insight. Yep, I got some insight. I want to pick at your brain right now. <laughs> so the reason this topic is so important is not just this Valentine's Day today, but because we've had some discussions at work and they have gotten heated. The whole debate is about whether to celebrate Valentine's Day at all, to celebrate Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day or to do it on a different day, right? I went online and I started finding like do's and don'ts for Valentine's Day, what, you know, I, I even found a post of a guy who um, he's the CEO of a matchmaking service and he has seven reasons why he hates Valentine's Day. Um, but the debate at work was around, do girls really care about whether you're celebrating Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day or not? Because I, I could tell you, I understand rationally that Valentine's Day is a commercial holiday. I don't need to be told you know, when to celebrate love, but the fact that the day exists gives it that meaning. Like I need to hear something on Valentine's Day. And I and, and the debate was, well, there's many women who don't feel that way, who just don't don't really need it on Valentine's Day. But I'm like, I wonder how many of those women are just saying that because they're in a relationship with a guy who doesn't want to celebrate that day and they're just going along with it. So what matters? on Valentine's Day and why does it matter? Why are we even talking about this? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if it if the day itself matters. I think it matters to, you know, anybody in a relationship, whether it's a man or a woman, that they're they're valued, you know? Mm. And so Valentine's Day just happens to be like a collective, you know, universal day that we celebrate that value. So just because we're doing it together collectively as a a country doesn't or or the world doesn't necessarily make it something to be abhorred mm -hmm. you know unless you know I always question when there are people that have this extreme distaste for it mm -hmm. versus like eh, it's just it's just another day you know yeah so so I, I when I think about those people that say oh you know I hate the day I mean it it says more about the person then it really says anything about it being some sort of like universal kind of like standard that people should have, if right. that makes sense. So I know a couple, they really are on a tight budget, right? They really can't afford to give each other dozens of roses and go out you know, on a lavish dinner. Um, you just get out of all the Christmas presents you bought, right? So you're still in the hole and trying to recover from Christmas. So mm -hmm. February 14th rolls around they don't really want that that 
you know, that pressure on the relationship, on the household, like, mm -hmm. why do this? Um, so when I hear, you know, the, the girl's perspective, I never talk to the guy, I'm talking to the girl, the girl's perspective is, oh yeah, we told each other we would not do anything for Valentine's Day, right? You know, you hear that and you're like, oh, okay, well, that, that rationally makes sense. But if the day comes and goes and she doesn't hear something on Valentine's Day, you know, regardless of what it is, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be, you know, taking you out or the flowers or the thing. Mm -hmm. But like if the day just goes unnoticed, right? Remember that this girl is not, you know, is not living in a, in a bubble, right? Mm -hmm. Where she doesn't hear about everybody else who is getting flowers and who's getting cards and who's getting, you know, professions of love on that day. Mm -hmm. So this girl is living in a world where in her relationship, she didn't get valued she didn't mm -hmm. get validated on that day mm -hmm. you know regardless of what the rationale was mm -hmm. you know yeah i think you bring up a good point because it is right at the tail end of christmas and mm -hmm. you know what a hanukkah or whatever you celebrate you know it's like this big huge consumerism you know experience and then you're looking at i mean it's stressful for people financially so right. that makes sense right um so here's another holiday okay it's I have to celebrate love that that you know you, that could put a little bit it could be a very off-putting for people so I, I get that um, but even if this is this is my assumption is that even if a couple agrees that we're not going to celebrate you know we're not going to do anything which is the what you said uh, it's still in the back of your mind you know that's the day comes and goes but it's a, you, you still have it in the back of your mind mm -hmm. i think in terms of how you want to show your valuing that person it really doesn't take much you yeah. know it really doesn't it, and it depends on what the person defines as what's the best way to feel valued you know just to piggyback off of that something that i learned about myself recently if there was like a, a mini bipolar diagnosis like i would <laughs> i would sign up for it because like my moods like go up and down and up and down and my husband sees this and like mm -hmm. my highs are really high my lows are really low mm -hmm. and my husband is the most constant consistent mm -hmm. person there is right i've been in a in a relationship with my husband for 13 years mm -hmm. and just recently i learned that when he touches me and it could just be like putting his hand on my back mm -hmm. or holding my hand or if we're sitting together just like you know touch my leg or touch my back or like do something to touch me mm -hmm that lifts up my mood in a way like that nothing else does yeah. um like it saves me from drowning when the lows are really low mm. so um so yeah physical touch like it has magical effects yeah, you know like you wouldn't sure. you wouldn't even think about it I, right. it seems so obvious yeah. you know but yeah. now that i learned it once i started to feel depressed I, I've communicated this to my husband. I told mm -hmm. him, like, it seems like this is something I need. Right. So he has started to do it a little bit more. Whenever yeah. he sees me getting a little low, he'll come and, and give me a hug or mm -hmm. just touch me in, in some way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just do self-service, right? Mm -hmm. I just go up to him, I take his hand, and I put it on my shoulder <laughs> and just kind of recharge. Yeah. And he knows what I'm doing, and it, it helps. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's magical. I mean, that's so good that you are communicating to him first of all this is kind of like uh what you need you know um i don't know if you heard of the book 
five love languages yes i've read that book actually. yeah i mean it's it's like good to know obviously what what resonates for you and then also communicate that to your partner and right. that's really good that you do that because right. you know so often i think i think women are guilty of this a lot is that there's this they just assume that men are gonna know right. like how could he not know like I'm I'm telling him. It's like, are you really telling him? You know, right. and she thinks she is, but you know, and I'm guilty of that too. You know, mm-hmm. so I think women assume that that's the case. That automatically there's this assumption that this person's supposed to like know all of my needs and know how to fulfill them, and also know when I need them. Right. And that's not true. Right. <laughs> it's completely unrealistic. So um, I'm guilty of saying, if you don't know what what I'm mad about, then I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> totally guilty (laughs) totally guilty right right because it happens you 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 feel like by this point you should have like a mind meld or something like he should know how i feel of course he knows how i feel because i looked at him this way this morning right right i was sending him the message (laughs) exactly so i guess the question really is what are some ways that people feel valued in the relationship Mm -hmm. it's kind of like what i see typically when i see a couple Mm -hmm. is that there is this miscommunication, but it's not necessarily like, oh, you guys need to learn how to talk to each other, but it's more about um, the different levels, or not le- not even levels, but the different skill sets that each person brings into the relationships. So for instance, this couple that I saw, um, the husband, actually he had probably a higher level of empathy than most men Mm -hmm. Um, but he just did not know how to deal with supporting his wife when she gets emotional Mm -hmm. Um, and really what she needs in that moment is for him to be present as opposed to like fix something Mm -hmm. you know and he he had been socialized to fix things you know mm-hmm. something happens you need to fix them so it's not necessarily a communication issue it's just kind of like missing the mark in terms of what each other's you know needs and intentions are you know right. so um, I feel like my father should listen to this episode oh, okay <laughs> maybe, maybe you can invite him to listen to this one but right. yeah so what happened with this couple was that well he had he had reached out to me you know um, because their kind of their marriage was on the rocks and he he needed to figure out a way to fix it right so what he did was he 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 was the one that initiated counseling and um and he was very clear that it this was her issue like Mm -hmm. she was the emotional one she always went to therapy he's never Mm -hmm. been to therapy it's not about him yeah but he 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 values this relationship and they just had a baby and he is not he's invested you know he's committed so i heard that and um and as we had the sessions, it was clear that when it wasn't just her, it, it was him too, because they're in this relationship together, right? right. So there's there's an, there's an interactive piece that's happening that, right. that w- what I do is I highlight that 
dynamic as opposed to okay you're wrong and you're right and you need to change right right that's like that's helpful right so so like, thanks thanks okay <laughs> aren't you glad you came <laughs> you know so um but one person will be right right one per- see told you um so 50 yeah. guaranteed satisfaction nope. guaranteed exactly um so what we found out was that you know when she she had this like intense anger mm-hmm. that would come up but it was triggered by you know something that would happen in in their dynamic what it could be anything right um and what she needed in that moment is for him to be present with her and listen to her and hear her out but what he would do is avoid shrink and almost become like like his reaction to that which he he wasn't aware of is he had experienced some fear you know and and it took a while for him to acknowledge that oh he he would feel fear because it wasn't fear of her necessarily but fear that he was inadequate in that relationship like he couldn't make things right he couldn't make her happy mm-hmm. because his intention is really like pure You know, he loves her. He wants her to be happy. And that's all he wants. If she's happy, he's going to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, so in that dynamic, he's lost himself. Right. You know, so he, he pulls back and he kind of really kind of disappears in that relationship. And all yeah. of a sudden she's like, where's my man? Yeah. All of a sudden he's like, you know, shrinking, you know. So yeah. that was the dynamic that they had to unpack together, yeah. you know, and he needed to find his voice yeah. in that in those moments i i yeah. like i'm in in awe of this story because i can already think of cases where i have been in that situation yeah big time yeah i mean um, who can't relate to that right, right? i mean yeah. other couples that have been through basically the same thing mm-hmm. so like what some practical advice do you have the key Do I have the key? <laughs> I want to give you the key. What, what does one do? Like, if you're if you're the man, what what should they be thinking of? And if you're the girl, what should they be thinking of? So when we're in a conflict in relationship, what you know, we bump up against each other. Um, instead of reacting, to take a step back and pause, mm-hmm. you know, and ask yourself, you know, what am I feeling? and and what do i need this is good to know mm-hmm. um because it it'll it kind of turns the attention toward yourself and have the person um take self-responsibility for their own experience in the relationship and i think you do that really well mm. um sometimes yeah i know we're not we're not perfect <laughs> we're at not it but Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like, you know, the more you do it, the better you get at it, right? What about the cases where, you know, you you are in that situation where one person really doesn't think that they're the ones to blame, right? Like you said in, the, in at the start of that session that, you know, the guy was the one who's like, well, she's the one with the problem. She's the one going mm-hmm. to therapy. I'm just here because I don't know what else to do, mm-hmm. but it's her deal. So one person, when one person feels that way and the other person is the one that is going to therapy and, and working through this is more introspective, mm-hmm. then the person who's going to therapy is starting to feel more like, why am I taking responsibility for everything, right? Because mm-hmm. they will 
like you said, you know, they will look within and say, you know, this is my part, this is what I'm feeling, and this is what I need. Mm-hmm. And the other person will be like, good, because you're the one with the issue, so you should be doing this kind mm-hmm. of work. Mm-hmm. So how to make the other person see the, the dual and role. yeah. Right. Because um, you can't make someone realize something that they don't see. Yeah. Yeah, and it it would be it would be good to note that this took several sessions. It wasn't right. a one shot deal. You <laughs> it know? wasn't the podcast that they right to right to. they resolved it, and mm-hmm. you know I apparently have a magic wand in my pocket. Mm-hmm. But um, so how do you make the other person take responsibility? Um, the good thing about this couple was that he didn't he didn't go into it pointing fingers. You know, like it's it's her issue. Um, he was a lot smarter than that and you know that he wouldn't do that 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 would cause like he had some you know uh level of relational intelligence to not not point the finger at the other person Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah sometimes that happens and i think it makes it harder it makes it harder for things to be resolved if um the other person isn't able to take ownership of their part so I guess the, the advice really here is, hey, you who are listening right now, mm-hmm. if you feel like the problem is your partner, you got some work to do on yourself, pal. Yeah. Like, that's basically it. If the, if, if the other person is taking a lot, of, uh, a lot of heat and you say, yep, that sounds right, then we're talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you should be thinking about how, you know, how you're contributing because this is really... Uh, you know, it's a dual thing. It's, it's a circuit. It's yeah. not a one-way street. Yeah, and, and the truth is that you're actually doing a disservice to yourself when you just point the finger to the other person, when you kind of like put the responsibility outside of yourself. Not to say that you need to own everything. That's not what I'm saying. But there, there's a freedom there when you own what you can own that's yours. Whether whether the relationship works out or not, yeah. you know, you're really missing the opportunity when you're putting the blame on the other person only. Right. Yeah. So finally, I think the conclusion is Valentine's Day. It's there whether you want to ignore it or not. Right. Remember that there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's everything around you. All your friends, all your family members are going to remind you that the day is there. So whether you like it or not, whether you want to spend money on a lavish dinner or not, whether you want to spend money on a single flower or not, that day is there and everybody wants to feel loved, right? So if this is happening, just just acknowledge it. You want to celebrate on a different day, that's cool, that's fine. But when this day comes, you know, it's important to always let your partners know how much you mean to them, mm-hmm. right? In any way that you think will matter to them. Mm-hmm. I know that to my husband, um, doing dishes he, he feels like he's showing me how much he loves me because he's taking a chore away from me. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that that's what he feels. That's probably not the way that I understand love, mm-hmm. right? My way of understanding love is him sitting next to me and putting his hand on my back. That tells me so much. And it's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's so practical. It's something he can do. Even if he's mad, he could just come and do it very mechanically. And it works like a charm mm-hmm. right and it helps us both you know stay in a good mood mm-hmm. um but i on my side i appreciate the way he's trying to demonstrate his love to me even if it's not sitting next to me if he's doing the dishes i tell him how much i appreciate you know how much mm-hmm. he's trying to appreciate me right. so it's it's a circle that we have to keep going of validation mm-hmm. um my husband and i will be celebrating our eight year anniversary 
this year. And, um, you know, that's just basically how we're trying to keep it fresh is that validation, just keeping it going. It never goes out of style. What do you have to say to the lovebirds out there? Well, I think Valentine's Day is kind of like a national kind of collective time, right? Collective experience that, oh, this is when we celebrate love. Um, But you can make it your own. You know, it doesn't doesn't mean that you have to celebrate it the way that everyone else does but yeah I think you're right it's it's a you know even if it is like you know I don't know breakfast in bed or whatever I don't know you know just something to say that a touch on the back happy valentine's day a kiss on the cheek if that's that's enough for that person that's that's good okay well thank you Nancy for coming on the podcast today (laughs) this was fun have a happy valentine's day thank you happy valentine's day too i'm glad i spent it with you (laughs) (laughs) me too all right bye everybody bye